Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Hi, I'm PJ Horosco, and I'm here with best-selling author Giles Milton. Hi, Giles. Hi there, PJ. And this is Unknown History, a podcast full of quirky tales from the past, which will help you pretend you paid attention in history class. In your story, Barking for Victory, a private in the U.S. Army smuggles a pup into the front lines of World War I in France. Can you tell us the story? Yeah, this is a bizarre one, PJ. This is a story of, yeah, a, a little dog called Sergeant Stubby, who was taken over to France by uh, this private, uh, J. Robert Conroy. Um, it, with the idea was that um, dogs have extremely sensitive noses, and the, um, the hope was that they could sniff out gas long before the men uh, w- w- would know that there'd been a gas attack on their trenches. Um, and this was one of the key reasons why uh, this private thought that Stubby might be able to help. And indeed, he proved his worth because in February 1918, there was a gas attack on the Yankee division. This was the part of the 102 infantry. And Sergeant Stubby, this dog, smelled the gas before the men and went round biting all the men's legs and waking them all up and telling them to get out, saving loads of lives in the process. So, you know, this is one key reason why a dog like Stubby could be so important in the war. But there's a second reason as well is that um, he was able to go into no man's land, this kind of desolate land between the Allied trenches and the German trenches, and find soldiers who'd been wounded in this area of land. And then he'd stay there. He'd remain by the wounded soldier. And um, he wouldn't w- w- carry on barking until eventually these wounded men had been carted away from no man's land and taken to safety. You say that Stubby had a talent for finding wounded soldiers and sussing out the enemy on the front lines. Was that a natural thing or was he trained to do that? No, he was trained to do this. Um, he was, by all accounts, he was a quite brilliant dog. He'd been trained by his owner, this Robert Conroy, um, not only to sniff out gas, to rescue men from no man's land, but he'd also, this is a little amusing thing, he'd been trained to salute um, senior officers. He used to put his paw up to his his eye um, whenever a senior officer passed. Um, a, a nice little detail there. Um, The other thing he was trained to do, and this was very valuable, was to track down German spies who were trying to um, get over no man's land and find out what the um, Americans and the British troops were doing. And on one occasion in 1918, um, he actually, Sergeant Stubby, attacked one of these German spies, bit him on the leg, brought him down to the ground, um, at which point he was captured by the Americans who were able to get a lot of information off him. So this dog, I mean, achieved absolutely extraordinary things. Are dogs used in the modern military? Can they sniff out IEDs in Afghanistan? Or if not, like what kind of tasks are they able to perform? Yeah, to my amazement, actually, I found that dogs are still used quite heavily by the American military. Not many people will know that um, there are some 600 American military dogs would have been deployed in Iraq, in Afghanistan. 
Um, not necessarily dogs like Sergeant Stubby. They're often very small dogs, uh, but these small dogs often have a very, very keen sense of smell and they're used to sniff out hidden explosives. And, and the army actually provides them with these kind of tactical vests, which are fitted with cameras and microphones and everything. So they can go right up to the, the front line, right up to danger. And, and what they see or what they find can be reported back to their handler. Are there other examples of famous military dogs that you can tell us about? There's loads. There's absolutely loads. I mean, one of my favorites is um, a dog called Chips, uh, some mixed breed dog uh, that became the most decorated dog of the Second World War. He served with U.S. forces in North Africa, um, in Sicily, in France, and um, he actually managed to take 10 Italian soldiers captive. Um, that's Chips. There was Kaiser, who served with U.S. forces in Vietnam. He, was, he took part in some 30 combat patrols. There was Smokey, um, another dog who'd served in the Pacific, had um, used to bark. I mean, he had this incredibly sensitive ears, and he used to be able to warn the soldiers of incoming shells. So really, there's, there's enormous amounts of numbers of dogs and other animals that have served with the military. Thanks, Giles. For more quirky history tales like this one, check out Giles' newest book, When Hitler Took Cocaine and Lenin Lost His Brain, available now at all book retailers. You can listen to more Unknown History on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or quickanddirtytips.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America.